You can never go wrong by investing in communities and the human beings within them. Now, the reason that quote from Pam Moore is relevant today is because we're talking about Pinterest communities. A lot of people still have not, in 2020, included Pinterest marketing in their business marketing strategy. But today, and hopefully throughout the rest of the series, I'm here to change that. Some peers or some of my clients that I've come across, they say, oh, it looks so busy or it looks too complicated. But it's a lot simpler than you may think. It's super easy to use and actually a lot less complicated than some of the other platforms you may be using. So I'm not going to get into too many details just yet, but today I am here to hopefully break down the myths about Pinterest, to motivate you to start using it in your marketing strategy, and also to break down the most important components of Pinterest and what you should actually be using as a part of this marketing strategy. So we're going to break it all down and put it all together. Hopefully, I will motivate you to start using Pinterest. So stick around and keep listening while we talk about why you need a Pinterest marketing strategy for your business and how to do it. Welcome back for another episode of Dreamers Den Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Towner, and I help entrepreneurs build their brand awareness and online presence through website design, content marketing, and digital products. And I also do business and marketing consultations for clients to help them navigate, build, and market the online portion of their business. So let's get started on this Pinterest marketing. I'm excited about this because I love Pinterest. It's my first platform. Remember how I tell you to choose like one or two platforms to focus on and maybe when you get those mastered, you can throw in some more of them or make those your secondary. Well, Pinterest is primary for me. And if you were listening to the last episode or the last few episodes, how I introduced Pinterest and told you we'd be doing a series, I told you that it is a search engine. It's not really um, categorized as a traditional social media platform. It's a search engine. Users, people go on there to search for inspiration, to search for tutorials and how to do things. They look at inspiration for style or for hair or beauty, makeup, things like that. But it's also for all different types of industries. Real estate and finance industries use Pinterest. Um, other brands use it to promote their services and technology. Any type of business you can think of, they use Pinterest marketers, coaches, all types of businesses, products, services, any type of digital products and things like that. And we'll get more into that as we dig deeper into the show. But I'm going to throw some stats at you real quick. These came from the horse's mouth. These came from Pinterest, but I wanted you to know how real it is. Like, 400 million people use Pinterest every month. That's a place for you to get in front of your target market if you do it right. 85% of users say Pinterest is where they go to start a new project. And 89% of users on Pinterest use it for purchase inspiration. 97% of Pinterest users, the searches they conduct are non-branded. So... 
they're not just searching for a specific brand. They're just searching for inspiration from whomever it comes with. So if you don't have big brand awareness, if you're trying to get that, then this is a great way to do it. So you just have to make sure that you set things up for the user and the way that they are looking for this information and you got it you don't have to be a big name brand because they're looking for the information the inspiration and something to solve their problem or to satisfy their needs it's not brand based just want to throw those on you and i'll post the link to the full information about these stats if you want to take a look at it but if that's not enough reason for you to start using pinterest then let's talk about how ridiculously easy it is to use. Pinterest is it's simple. It's basically composed of pins, which are the graphic vertical designs. They have a combination of, it could be images, it could be design graphics, and it also has text on there to tell the user or show them what they're getting. And it could be a sneak peek or a screenshot of information depending on what you're showing them those are the pins are basically the designs the graphics that they're showing those are connected to links which lead to your page your landing page your blog your content on um, your product whatever page it is and then there are boards and now the boards are where for pinterest users the boards are where they would store these pins um where they would basically organize them based on different categories. So they would have boards that are named for whatever collection they want to have of pins in that board. And that's where they would save each of these pins. So that's where they would pin them, or in other words, save the pins. So you can just kind of think of a real board that's hanging on your wall and think of a push pin or a um, thumbtack and how you would take different things and pin it to that particular board. It's the same concept, but we're just thinking about it in a techie, a digital form. It would be the same thing you as a business owner. You would create your own boards and you would pin different pins to your own boards. Now, in the previous world of Pinterest, the previous rules, you would be collecting and organizing pins from other Pinterest marketers or other people on Pinterest and then you would also be including your own pins but now the current rules are that they want marketers or businesses to focus more on pinning their own content or their own pins and either way you would organize you would have different boards and you would organize your pins by pinning them or adding saving adding them to these different boards that's all it is to it in its simplest form but there are other strategies and other things that you want to do to make sure you get as much exposure as much engagement and as much awareness as you need to meet, meet your business goals because of course at the end of the day we're working on building relationships and getting sales sales makes it a business right so the goal should be to get pins and clicks and so we want to make sure that we do certain things and do it in the right way to get these pins and these clicks i guess you're probably wondering why i'm so excited and why i'm such a big fan of pinterest but it's because i know that it works 
And I remember when I first started vlogging, which was before I had this business and marketing company. But I remember when I first started vlogging and what a difference it made in the traffic that I had and in the conversions for my email list. And ultimately, of course, the email list leads to sales. But when I found out, I mean, I had found out about Pinterest already, but I kind of dismissed it like some of my clients or some of my peers. I kind of dismissed it like you guys. And um, I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't need that. It's just recipes. And, you know, I think I may have set up an account and didn't really even use it. But when I really found out how it works for Pinterest marketing, I was like, oh, I've been sleeping on Pinterest and you know, I've been missing out, like, what have I been missing out on, and I really have, because it did, it made a huge difference in my business, it helped me to stand out more in the crowd of bloggers, because there are tons of them, and it's continuing to grow, and you need that boost to help you stand out even more now. So let's kind of talk about how to use it. I kind of gave the basic foundation of it, but here are some things that you want to make sure that you do when you are putting together your Pinterest strategy. Make sure that you're linking to high quality content. That's very important because there are different types of pins that you have and different things that you're offering. But at the end of the day, people on Pinterest are looking for help, for inspiration, like I said, to learn how to do things. And so you want to make sure that you're not linking the trash or have done content. If there's a video that you're linking to, and most likely like they prefer for you to link to content. If you're linking to content, make sure that it's thorough, make sure that it's the right link. But like I said, when I discuss blogging, quality over quantity. So just make sure that you're doing your best to satisfy your audience and to give them the full details of whatever it is they're looking for. If you're teaching them how to do something, make sure that you're satisfying their needs. Make sure that you're satisfying what they're looking for. Pin high quality, well-designed pins. Make sure that your images are good images, high quality. Make sure that your text is clear and readable. Big, bold captions, kind of a mix, maybe a mix in size of the text that you're including. Like if it's the most important, sometimes you can make that larger and then make some of the other text smaller. But a combination just to kind of make it an attractive pen. And I will be doing a video walking you through the steps of the pen to kind of show you examples of what I'm talking about. And you also don't want to try to make sure that your pens are clear and that they're not blurry. The way that most people design their pens or have been designing their pens and what I've also been using is Canva. I actually use the Canva Pro because you have a lot more images to choose from, a lot more fonts to choose from, a lot more pictures, and you also don't want to overuse some of the pictures that everyone has been using, and you don't want to use the same pictures on your pins over and over again. We'll talk in more detail later about it, but one of the new Pinterest rules is they want to see fresh pins and fresh content meaning that it hasn't been the same exact design over and over again. 
Canva is what I've been using. There's also Pixely. It's pretty close to what you can do with Canva. It's just another alternative to it up and coming design software and these two make it easy for you to create professional high quality designs and you can do it online and store it on their system and it's easy to use designs as a template they have their own templates but you can create your own templates it's easy to save them and not clog up the storage on your system or have to do extra work and make it just makes the process easier and quicker but recently they came out with another option and I will be talking about that in a later episode. So got to keep on listening to, through the series to get that information. Make sure, like I said, pin high quality pins. And you want to look at the frequency of pins, how many times you pin per day. Typically, the rule is about 30 to 35 pins per day because you don't want to pin too little but you also don't want to pin too much that you get flagged for spamming but the same rule applies with quality quality over quantity so if you have a good amount of content already to share or things that you want to share on pinterest then mix it up and create different pins and share that but if you are still just building or just now working on your content you just started your blog after we went through the blog series then you may not have 30 to 35 pins to share and you certainly don't want to share 30 to 35 pins of the same piece of content use your best judgment and quality over quantity board titles and descriptions when we talked earlier about the boards and how the boards are basically where you hold the different collections of pins based on what that board title is or what that board category is. Being that it's a search engine and being that you are trying to capture your target audience, you want to be specific with your board titles and descriptions. Do your research and you can do that right within Pinterest to see what people are searching for based on the content that you're sharing and based on your niche. That's how you would come up with the board titles to include that information and also include it in descriptions. And you don't have to be fancy with it. Just be specific about what it is and what it's going to help them with. I did a lot of these board titles and descriptions, but I also recently got help from my Pinterest manager that I just contracted with and Hopefully, I'll be able to bring her in on one of the episodes so that she can share some of her experience and her perspective about Pinterest marketing. So hopefully that'll come in a later episode down the road. You want to also make sure your SEO is on point, and that's going to be in the same place on your board titles and descriptions, but also on your pins. When you're actually pinning, you want to make sure that the pin titles or the pin headlines and the descriptions are search engine optimized. So if you've done your research, you know what people are looking for as far as content or inspiration based on your subject matter or your niche, then you would use that information and plug it into your pin titles and your pin descriptions so that when people are searching for this particular information, that your pins will come up in that search. 
Hashtags do work on Pinterest. The effectiveness of them may not be as much as it used to be, just like on all the other platforms. They still work. Like, they work on Pinterest. You can use them, but I wouldn't focus too heavily on them because they're not as important as just having a good search engine optimized description and title. Now, and speaking of the boards, when I talked about the boards earlier, take advantage of group boards. Let's talk about group boards. So the group boards are basically where you are collaborating with one or more people, hopefully more. You're collaborating with them and you're pinning to a specific board. All of you are pinning to that board. By you doing it all together, you have more pins and you're able to put your pins in front of a different audience and hopefully get more repins, more engagement, more awareness because you're collaborating and you're doing all this together. Now, back in the day, like that would help other people within the group to pin your pins, but since they're telling businesses to get away from this, group boards are still effective because you're still able to put your content in front and your pins in front of a different audience. So make sure that you take advantage of the group boards. There are lists out there that will give you information about current group boards. You can do a search for boards. Sometimes people will even see, like once you get exposure, they'll see your progress or they'll become aware of you and they may invite you to be a collaborator on their board. Make sure that you take advantage of that. You can even do a Google search and find blogs that will give you a list of boards and you can find boards that are related to your industry. You can find general boards where people collaborate. If you're a content creator or a blogger, they have blogger boards and they have just different boards based on your interest or on your niche, on your industry. You want to pin at the right time for your audience. Pinning manually, like you would have to be keeping up with that. You would have to have an alarm clock or something, um, or you would have to just keep track some kind of way to pin. You would be pulling your hair out, going crazy, or lumping everything together, pinning at one time. And that wouldn't be the best strategy to make sure that you get the most out of Pinterest and your users get the most out of what you're bringing to the table. So you want to pin at the right time. And to make sure that you're pinning at the right time for your audience, there are automations out there. Now, they have different kinds, and we're going to go into detail about those in another episode. But what I use is Tailwind. I use Tailwind because, they're number one, they're a partner. They partner with Pinterest, so you know that they're approved. And so you know that there won't be any issues with using a product that's not approved. And number two, for my standards, they're proven to be the best at what they do. They're constantly making improvements and they're constantly rolling out new services within their platform to make your marketing for your business better, easier, more efficient. So Tailwind is where it is. And I'm going to do an episode where I roll out the details of Tailwind and I'll also be putting out a video too. Speaking of video, video pins, they receive, like every other scope of the internet, video pins receive high engagement. But you need to be creative in getting your audience 
to your landing page because some of the types of video on Pinterest you're not able to add a link to. Some videos you can, but some you can't. But the video pins, they're priority basically. Like just like um, a lot of people consume, like 80% of people consume their content through video. And this is on any social media platform. This is anywhere on the web. It's the same for Pinterest. So they prioritize those. You're able to get more views and more engagement and more exposure for your account, like your Pinterest account or and for your brand. But remember, the number one goal is to get clicks and to get them to your landing pages. So you may have to be creative with that or do a combination, like maybe do a video and then follow that up with a pin while you have high exposure and high engagement. Story posts, which you can put videos there or regular story posts, they receive lots of engagement also, but there's definitely not an option to add a link there. As of right now, this could change, but as of right now, there's not an option to add a link. And let's talk about the follower numbers. For other platforms, it used to be a big deal. And depending on, like, I guess if you're like an influencer and people are looking at the numbers, um, it used to be a big deal of, oh, how many followers you have. But we soon learned that on a lot of these platforms, it doesn't matter how many followers you have because that doesn't totally affect how much exposure you're getting because there are other ways to get in front of different audiences. And it also doesn't affect how many people are clicking and viewing your profile and clicking your link and going to your landing page. And that, of course, is what translates into conversions and translates into sales. So the same applies, it, this really applies on Pinterest, like follower numbers are less important, they matter even less on Pinterest than other platforms, and they're less important because your exposure is what matters, and your engagement, and of course, like I said, your saves and your clicks, because that's going to get you in front of more people. The clicks are what's going to get them to your landing page. And that is what is more important than how many followers you have. So we're finally at the part about fresh pins. Remember when I mentioned fresh pins earlier? Recently, there have been new rules that have, have been established. Because before, you could kind of loop old pins over and over again. And that's a strategy called looping. And it's something that we would use in a scheduler. I'm going to go into more detail about that at a later date. But basically, it would be like scheduling an old pin that you pin, scheduling it over and over again, and bringing it to the top so that people would see it again. It would still have more awareness again versus staying at the bottom as an old pin. So people would be able to do that over and over again and regenerate more traffic to the same page. But... Now they've changed it because they say that Pinterest users are looking for fresh content. So they've changed the rules and they say that they want fresh pins and fresh content. So that is why you will have to make new pins for your previous content and even make new pins for current content and make sure that you're not using the same design for different pieces of content over and over again. Now they say that you could change up the picture and then 
keep the same design of the text. Sometimes that works, but you just want to make sure that you're changing up your designs and not using the same one over and over again. And then also make sure that you're continuing to put out new content on your website and that you're pinning that new content and that you're even updating if you need to go back to old content that you're updating that content. So that is a small summary of what they mean by fresh pins and fresh content. The last thing that I'm going to cover today that Pinterest looks at, make sure that your content matches the pin. So, of course, sometimes you change up your title. You may change up your title on the pin. You may have a different, more descriptive title. You may change up your title when, when you're pinning a pin because there's a title and description there. You may change up what the text says on the actual pin and you may have more detail on it since it is a vertical pin and you may have more room to add more details there. And it's not kind of like a cutoff for search engine optimization purposes of what the title is on the actual pin. And you may have like a different version of that title on your content but you still want to make sure that they all match, that they are actually getting what you say they're going to get based on the, the text and the content that's on your pen. So you don't want to have one description about apples and then when they click on it, you have oranges included in the content on your actual landing page, if that makes any sense. So you want to make sure that all of that aligns properly and that you're not trying to trick the user or that you're promising them something that they're not going to get. Just make sure you're in line with that. And I would say use this foundation and use this information as you're coming up with your strategy and as I'm walking you through like how to use Pinterest through this podcast and also my videos that I'm going to be rolling out. But also I would say just make sure that you're doing everything for the benefit and for the satisfaction of your users. But Pinterest is like really fun. It's a really good way to show your creativity and to show your branding. And it's less of a hassle with having to babysit as some of the other platforms. So give it a shot. I hope I've convinced you. I hope I've given you some things to take away with. Um, I'll be coming back with more episodes in this series. And like I said, more videos. Um, make sure you follow me at DreamWork Creatives. I'm there on all platforms. You can follow me there on Instagram to get more weekly business and marketing tips and to get more information about this series. Also, I have a Pinterest pin bundle where there are templates that you can download right into Canva, whether you have the Canva Pro or the, the basic one. You can take these templates, you can download them there, and you can customize them the way that you need to. But they're laid out with everything that I've just discussed in this strategy for your pins. So you can find that at daniellettowner.com shop. And I'll also post a link in the comments. So let me know if this was helpful for you or if you have any questions. Um, you can do so by pressing the record button from the Anchor platform if you're listening there. And if you are listening from my website, then scroll down a little bit further and place your question or your comment there. And other than that, thank you guys for listening. Come back next week for more. And as I always say, dream until your dreams come true.